I have a 16-foot black Burmese python firmly wrapped around my torso right now, guys. As a feat of strength to begin the new year on the show, I'm going to uncoil the beast from my torso and assert dominance over the over the over the creature. I, it's wrapped around my torso. I gotta gotta try and free it for God damn it's tight. If you've never had a black Burmese python firmly wrapped around your torso, you don't know what you're missing. You know what you're. This thing's fucking tight. Hold on, I gotta play the. Let me walk over here. I can't move right now. Let me play the sound effect. Let me walk back over here. I'm uncoiling the ugh, the beast. Get off of me. God, I need a drink. Hold on, I gotta grab a drink. Thirsty, you get thirsty uncoiling the black Burmese. Mm. Hold on, this is too loud. I gotta walk back over here and turn this off. Here we go. Now, now I can walk back over here. I'm immobile. I can't move. I gotta rip, rip it off. There we go. Get out of here. Go back outside. Go back. Go back outside or wherever the hell you came from. If you live around me, you now have a black Burmese python on the loose. It's 16 feet, so don't be scared of it. Let's start the show. Happy New Year. For the first time in 2022, it's the I Can't Complain podcast. My name is John. Thank you guys for joining me again on this very special occasion. It's a special occasion because I am extra angry today. Why am I extra angry today? I'll tell you why I'm extra angry. Because I'm seeing a plethora of 35-year-old women that are giving birth for the first time on social media, posting their fucking kids, and I'm not happy about it. These are the same bitches that were in the club one year ago telling me they would never get knocked up and now look at them. They've given birth and they're going to act like they're happy about it. And I know they're not really happy about it, but they're, they're, they're faking it for the social media, I guess. If you see these people in person, they don't love their kids, but you see them online and they're suddenly smiling. They're suddenly happy. These aren't the people that I've come to know and somewhat like. These are people. I need one bad bitch. Honestly, I need one bad bitch to just say, uh, fuck it. I don't, I don't like my kids. I'm not happy and I'm not going to post pictures online. Can I get that? Can I get a bad bit? Is there a bad bitch out in the audience that can have a kid and then j- just neglect it? Please, old school, like the 80s when you just fire up a pack of smokes down a Budweiser watching a NASCAR race and forget that you even had a kid. Can I please just, can I have that? It's one of the few things I had in my life and now it's gone. Everybody's acting like they're happy on social media. I don't fucking like that. I don't fucking like that at all. Everything's real positive now. The holidays are upon us. We've put on the sweaters. We've posed for pictures. I'm not buying it. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling me at all. I know you drink yourself to sleep nearly every night. You're not fooling me. And I know you get to your mid-30s as a female and you're worried that you're going to be barren before long. So that first child comes along and you think you love it. And you think that we need to see it on social media. We don't. We don't. Can I just have... I'm, I'm trying to think this through. Can I just have one bad bitch post something on Facebook? Something like, the, you won't believe what this little bastard did today. You won't believe what this little bastard did. No happy photos. You just say, I won't believe what this little bastard did today. Does anyone want to go out for a nice, nice night of bridge and bingo? Where bridge is code word for coke and bingo is code word for unprotected sex with a stranger. 
These are the people I want to associate myself with, not people with with happy marriages and good kids. I want to associate myself with bad bitches that know what they want and they're not afraid to go out and get it. I need a bad bitch to stand up and make a statement that having a child's actually like a pot roast you have to base continually for up to 18 years because that's what I think it is. It's something you just got to watch over. You got to go to the oven every, you know, half hour to 45 minutes and base that bitch with, with almost zero payoff. Let's be honest. Somebody needs to stand up and say, my family sucks. I'm in a movie theater watching Spider-Man, Spider-Man while my baby sleeps in the car next to the highway. That's what I want. I need my listeners out there, if you have children, go to the movies, buy a ticket to Spider-Man or whatever the fuck else you want to watch, and leave your kid in the car next to the highway. He or she will be alright. They're three months old. They can fend for themselves if anybody... I don't know. If anybody gives them a dirty look through the window, they'll probably give them the finger. I don't know. I just need somebody to finally admit online that they don't love their kids and they don't love their family because there's a plethora of middle-aged women or women that are about to be middle-aged that are just putting up a front, and I am not happy about that. It sickens me. All the bad news stories online. People say, don't read the news. It'll put you in a bad mood. Don't go on social media if you don't want to see mid-30s bitches flaunting their kids, and I don't. And that's all there is to that. Happy New Year. God damn, Happy New Year. My neighbor has a uh, license plate on her car that says life is good, and then it has a picture of a sunflower. I saw that yesterday, and I wanted to go over to her car and just rip it off and throw it in the woods. I wanted to rip it off and throw it in the woods never to be seen again because guess what? Life isn't good, and you don't need to pretend like it's good. You don't need to pretend like you love your kids, and you don't need to pretend like life is good. Mm. Glad I got that snake off of me. Was anybody else extremely worried about that snake wrapped around my torso to begin the program? Because I was. Now, I don't know what you guys did over the holidays. I sat around a lot and I had a lot of time to think. School's going to be back in session this week or next week. School's coming back. If there's one thing that COVID provided us, it was a little um, break from the school shootings. Although I know there was one in Michigan. (laughs) You don't get much of a break from school shootings. We got a little break and now they're back in session and I have a plan. I've devised a plan to end school shootings once and for all. Nobody else has proposed this except for me. But I propose that we put in service stations at 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 the front of the school. When you walk in, the first thing we need is a service booth. And you might not know what a service booth is. We need a woman, we need an, almost like a nurse, a sexy nurse, dressed as a sexy nurse, in a room, in the school. When you enter the school, the first thing I want a kid on his mind that's brought an AK-47 to school to blow it up, I want him to be given one last option to not blow up, to not shoot up his classmates. And that option is to have sex with a teacher, not a teacher, just a person there, really. We need a service station at the front of any school that the faculty and the students can use Whenever they want. Little Jimmy walks into the school to blow up his classmates, to blast them away. And he has second thoughts when he sees that service station there. He can go inside and he can get his dick sucked. He can get himself a little piece of ass. A lot of these school shooters, 
The reason they act out is because they don't have any way to express themselves sexually. Let's just be honest. And this is a touchy subject. A lot of people won't touch it because they don't want to talk about 15-year-old boys having sex with adults, but I'll do it here on the program. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid to instruct little Jimmy to go and have his dick sucked instead of shooting up his classmates. So that's what we need. More service stations. <laughs> I want hand jobs, tug jobs, blow jobs, and I want I want a woman on staff or a man. We need we need a woman and a man there because I don't know the sexual preferences of these kids. But they need to be able to walk in and get themselves a piece of ass. Illegal pieces of ass are the key to saving America. The key to saving the schools. Service stations at the front of every school. I'll be goddamned if I'll be goddamned if I ever have a kid if I'll send them to a school without a service station at the front of it. <laughs> it would work though. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that school shootings would drop 90%, 100% sure school shootings would drop 90% if we had a service station at the front of every school. If we gave them another way to express themselves except with a handgun. Oh, shit. America, man, we want to be number one, but I also was thinking uh, we don't test on animals anymore. I don't know why we don't do... I. I, I I get all these products and they say not tested on animals, not tested on animals, and that's the shit that I don't buy. I want to know that if it's safe to use on an animal, it's safe to use on a human, but we don't do it in America anymore because we aren't number one. We don't want to be number one. China and Russia, China and Russia have no qualms about gathering up a pack of cats and dogs and leading them to slaughter by feeding them pills before they feed them to humans. We need to be willing to do that in America. I need to be, <laughs> I need to know. That everything I put in my body has been tested on by an animal first. We say we want to be number one, but do we really want to be number one? We don't. We don't want to be number one. China and Russia, China and Russia are officially the world superpowers ahead of America now because they're willing to test their products on animals and they're willing to give their kids a piece of ass underage. I don't have any evidence for that. But I imagine if you go to Russia, it's just straight animal testing and kids getting ass for free so they don't fucking scoot, shoot up their schools. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, it's about saving the lives of kids. That's what it's about. It's about saving the lives of kids. A lot of you guys think I'm joking. I think I'm joking about these things. You think this isn't a serious podcast and you're wrong. Oh, man. So, guys, we have a new year, and I'm retiring a lot of the old material from last year. The old man, I've already said it, but that's that material's retired. I love uh, Amy, but uh, Chin Up High, that's retired. There's a few things we're going to carry through to the new year. One of them is going to be the Facebook food group. I have a lot of material. I'm still gathering it all. Somebody the other day was asking if you can put a prime rib in a crock pot. That's where we're at on that food group. It improved, and now it's gone back to shit. I'm going to gather up all that and share it. The other thing we're going to do this year, guys, and this is going to be big. This is an episode that I could have led off the podcast with, but I will shortly tell you about the time that I lived with a dozen lesbians. I know a lot of you are waiting on that, and honestly, that's just material that I have to pretty much storyboard. I have to... um, Write it out because that's going to be a longer episode. The time that I lived with a, a dozen lesbians and did a lot of drugs, 
That was a crazy summer, and you're going to hear about that soon. The other thing that we are going to carry over from last year, and it's in the news right now, is the trial of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, guys. This is something, and it serious question, and I guess it's because there's more, um, the charges are more intricate than in a criminal case. Why are, why are murder cases, why do murder cases move faster through the judicial system than like white collar crime, like wire fraud or, um, or RICO charges or something like, like why can we convict Ghislaine Maxwell a shitload faster than Elizabeth Holmes? Why can we convict? Why, why is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial? How long was that? It didn't seem like it was very long. What was that like three or four weeks? The trial for, for Elizabeth Holmes has been going on for months. Literally months. So much so that they say they're deadlocked on three of the 11 charges. If you don't know about Elizabeth Holmes and, Ther- and Theranos, she created a... Basically, she wanted to do blood testing instead of sending it away to a lab. She wanted to do it in a magical box that she had created. And she was going to have this magical box placed in pharmacies throughout the country. And you could get instantaneous results based on a pinprick of your finger for supposedly a hundred or more different medical conditions. A lot of people thought that it was crazy. They thought it couldn't happen. And guess what? It didn't happen. She had angel investors coming on board. Some of the biggest names in the country that you would recognize the Walton family and others. They gave her money. They invested in this. Basically it all fucking fell apart. And she's being accused of basically milking money out of investors, even though she knew the product wasn't viable, that it wouldn't work. These devices were actually placed in, oh, is it CVS or Walgreens? Forgive me, I forgot. But they were placed in one of the CVS or Walgreens. They were placed in some of their stores, and guess what? They didn't fucking work. It was all a front. Basically, you got your pin, pr- you got your hand, you got your finger pricked, and then instead of actually the machine doing the test, they would actually send it off, like through the back door. They'd have a runner run it out the back door and take it to an actual lab, you know. They would take it to LabCorp and have it have it have it done there and then bring the results back or some shit. Anyway, this trial's been going on for months and I've been wanting to cover it. And then there was so much going on around the holidays that I didn't really have a chance to touch on it. And I thought that I would miss the boat. I thought, well, she's already gonna be convicted by the time that I have a chance to talk about it. Nope. As of today, and today is Monday, January third, two thousand twenty two. The Elizabeth Holmes jury announces that to the court they are unable to reach a unanimous and a unanimous verdict on three of the eleven counts she is facing. This trial has gone on so long that I think the jurors have forgotten half the testimony that they were given, and I knew that it was going to be a weird verdict or lack thereof when they didn't finish before um, Christmas. I think it was basically. You know, it gets down to a Friday afternoon before a weekend, and normally, if they can reach a verdict, they'll reach a verdict because they don't want to have to be sequestered throughout the weekend, you know? And when they didn't reach a verdict before a holiday, even though they had, I would say, ample time to do so, I I was like, holy shit, they are not going to be able to reach a verdict in a trial that lasted months. So, as they enter basically what is day eight of deliberations after a holiday break, you know, you have lots of time to think think about the trial over a holiday break, and you come back and you still can't reach a verdict. 
I think the holdup is, honestly, this is corporate fraud. And she has portrayed herself in during the trial. She's portrayed herself as like a somewhat like frail new mother. And I think it's kind of worked on the jury. It shouldn't have worked, but I think it did. But I'm kind of happy about it. I don't know. I don't know what the verdict's going to be, and I can't really predict it. I can't get in the head of these jurors. I don't know what they're thinking. But I've said it before, and I'll say it again here on the I Can't Complain podcast. Uh, we Elizabeth Holmes is our friend. This is corporate fraud, and there's nothing that I support more than corporate fraud. There's nothing that more than I. And they're trying to play it off like she's young, like she was a young Stanford dropout. She's in her mid. She's older than I am, guys. She's in her mid to late thirties at this point. Sure, she started the company when she was young, but it went on over a decade. She's no longer young. She had a kid, and that's going to garner a little sympathy. And she's switched her out. She'd always wear black turtlenecks before, and she switched it up. She's not wearing black turtlenecks at the trial. I think the jurors. Hopefully, they'll see what I see in Elizabeth Holmes, and they'll see a bad bitch. That was willing to, like I said before in the program, fake it forever. She was going to go on. <laughs> she strung this out all the way, never admitting defeat. Never admit defeat and never apologize. That's what Elizabeth Holmes has done, and I think it's a smart move. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that she walks. She, she'll get convicted on some minor charges, but I don't think she'll do any jail time. She should, but I don't think she will. America is a wonderful place. Even though we don't test on animals and we don't have service stations at schools, when Elizabeth Holmes can walk free, maybe, on on, on uh, wire fraud charges, it proves that this country still worth something. Am I right? But we'll see what happens. It's interesting because she was indicted more than three years ago, and the trial was delayed first because of the pandemic. Then it was delayed because she had a child. Then the trial began, but some of the jurors had to uh, recuse themselves, so they had to bring in alternate jurors. And then the trial took two months, and then the jury couldn't finish its deliberations before the holiday break. And then they come back and they said that they can't find um, a unanimous uh, decision on three of the 11 counts, and now the judge has sent them back to deliberate more. This trial... The whole process has just taken way too long. I don't know the amount of money that's been spent on this, but you know one thing, the prosecutors, they better damn well get a conviction, or this is their ass on the line. You don't put this much work and this much time into trying to convict a Silicon Valley entrepreneur without getting a guilty verdict on some of the larger charges. They need to get a conviction. I don't know if they will get a conviction. I guess only time will tell. But, you know, for a company that was valued at $9 billion at one point, billion with a B, valued at $9 billion, she strung this along, this long con. She strung it along about about as long as I've ever seen anybody do it, and I respect her for that. I really do. I respect somebody that's willing to play the con till the end. That's what I feel like this podcast is. Me recording this podcast every week is just <laughs> stringing along the inevitable, which is a, what did I say in the, one of the first episodes? A suicide in the garage with leaf blowers blowing. That's how this, that's how this podcast ends. That's the only way we're going out. Speaking of going out, one of my favorite podcasts, um, the Unoffendable podcast. One of my favorite podcasts came to an end today, evidently. He just um, 
based on the title in the first couple of minutes he did his last episode, I've shouted out the Unoffendable podcast here on the show before, and I want to give it one last shout-out. He, he reached out at one point and said that he'd like to be on this program, and I'd like to have him on the program at some point. I've been really busy the last month, so I haven't had a chance to really uh, communicate back to him, but uh, it sucks when one of your favorite podcasts ends, and I really like that podcast. That podcast was a shining example because it was basically just him talking to himself in a truck and posting it online. It's a great example that you don't need a massive production to create a good podcast that that I can enjoy. I don't know about most people, but that I can enjoy. Some of the best podcasts that I've ever heard have had the lowest production value, and some of the worst podcasts that I've ever heard have had the highest production value. So I just wanted to mention it again today because I, I you know, I loaded up my fucking Podbean app that I hate but I still continue to use. I loaded up my Podbean episode, uh, my Podbean app this morning, and the first thing I saw was like him posting his last episode. I was like, "Damn, that's kind of fucking sad, actually." But the the you know, it's a misconception that everybody that does podcast is monetized and making money. A lot of the podcasts that you listen to don't really make money. Whether they don't want to add sponsors like me, I I didn't. It's going to take a lot for me to ever add a sponsor to this program. I'm just going to be fucking honest with you. I'll do a Patreon before I ever do a sponsored podcast in my... That's just what I'm saying. Now, don't get me wrong. If if somebody wanted to sponsor this program and I believed in their product and I I thought the pay was right, I would do it. But I'm not going to do ad breaks. I'm not interested in fucking doing ad breaks, to be honest with you. Maybe a Patreon. Maybe we'll move to two episodes a week. I have thought about doing that. But what I'm saying is, a lot of people that do podcasts just do them for the love. It's the love of the game. It's the love of the podcast. And I always felt like his podcast was a really, really good example of what can be done when you just, you know, you're just sharing your life and you really don't give a shit. You know, he's sharing his beliefs. He's not worried about anybody clapping, you know, clapping back on him and saying no, arguing with him, telling him they don't believe what he believes. He's just putting out what he believes. He's talking. And he's he's uploading it, and I always enjoyed it. And the Unoffendable podcast, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and listen to a few of those because some of them are fucking funny, and I'll tell you that right now. Um, the only other thing I have written down to handle today, guys, is why is everything bit? Oh God. Yep, we're reaching new lows. First week of 2022, and this is what I have written down on my notes. Why is everything bagel seasoning starting to become a new thing? That's where we're at. That's where we're at, guys. Yeah, I was in the grocery store. I don't know if you've noticed it. I think everything bagel seasoning, and I'm just going to call my shot right now. Everything bagel seasoning is going to be the new like avocado or the new hummus or the new um, pork ballot. Whatever the hipsters eat, they're, they're evidently really, really deep into the everything bagel seasoning. Because I'm seeing it on everything from mixed nuts to potato chips to... I don't know. They've they've put it in with hummus. They've put it in. Everything bagel seasoning is eventually going to be all you get to eat if things continue to move in this direction. You'll go to the grocery store one day, and you'll walk over to like the frozen food section. They'll have uninstalled the frozen food section, and all you'll see is jars of everything bagel seasoning. That's what you'll be forced to eat. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but everything bagel seasoning has started to ruin my life. Every time I go to the grocery store, it ruins my life. One mo- And I don't. I like the everything bagel. I do. I like the everything bagel, but I made the mistake of buying the everything cashews one time. It's sprouts. God 
damn. So last time I ever make that mistake. Everything bagel seasoning belongs on an everything bagel. And if you're putting it on anything else, you can go fuck yourself. I don't need those seasonings on my products. I don't need those seasonings on my nuts or my chips or whatever the fuck else you're trying to put everything bagel seasoning on. I'm sick and tired of fucking everything bagel seasoning being on every goddamn thing. And that's it. What have we learned today? Let's recap. We need service stations at schools. Elizabeth Holmes is a great con artist. And everything bagel seasoning is ruining my life one grocery store trip at a time. That's it. Hope you guys have a good week. We'll be back here next Tuesday. Happy New Year. I think I have black Burmese pythons trying to get back in here. What the fuck? Hey, damn, he never left. It's kind of chilly outside today. I think I'm going to keep him in here. Might keep him in the living room. How do you keep a black, a 16-foot black Burmese python that wants to wrap itself around your torso? How do you keep it away from you at night? That's what I need. To, if anybody knows, call the voicemail line. What's the voicemail number? Uh, 818-336-1146. Call that number. And if we have any black Burmese python epi- experts out there, just tell me um, what the fuck I can do to keep myself safe because this thing fucking keeps coming back. Get out of here.